This is Actualize Freedom, straight talk on growing clicks and conversions on Amazon FBA from people doing it every day. Now here's your host, digital marketing acrobat, Danny Kenji Carlson. What's up, guys? Danny Carlson here with the Actualize Freedom podcast. And this is a guy I've been wanting to interview for quite some time. He's just one of those guys that puts out so much really valuable free content that He's got people asking him stuff out the yin-yang, and he's finally getting around to coming on this podcast, getting more stuff out there, because he's just such a wealth of knowledge. And he has a bit of a different point of view than most Amazon quote-unquote gurus out there. He has some very interesting insights into marketing and actual real valuable business tactics, not just your little tricks and techniques, the same old stuff you've heard from the other Amazon gurus. Steven has got a very interesting take on things. So it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Steven Black. How are we going here? Well, I thank you so much, Danny. That was a wonderful intro, man. I, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We've been working on this for, God, 10 months now, trying to, trying to get together. and just schedules didn't work out. But now we're finally here. You have my brain at your disposal. Pick away, my friend. I'll tell you whatever I can, whatever, whatever comes up. Heck yeah. So I think a good place to start is going to be time management. This is something I know you are very good at because you have a lot of things on the go and they are all doing quite well, right? Your Amazon, your your coaching, your mentorship, like all of these projects you have. You have a great YouTube channel too that, um, in my opinion, is way under watch because it's super valuable. How do you make sure that you're managing your time effectively so you can actually get to all of these um, these projects that you have going on? Gotcha. Well, there's actually a really interesting system that I use. Uh, it's called the four D's, right? D is in dog. So there are four things you're going to do with your time. Number one, you're going to do something with your time. That's me actually having to do something in the business. Like if I'm writing an article for the personal brand or if I'm writing a post for one of my Amazon brands or something like that, uh, or if I have to speak with somebody uh, doing a coaching session, that's doing, okay? The other, the, the next uh, D is deciding. If I give a task to somebody on my team and they have to come to me and say, okay, well, what about this? Well, that's me having to re-explain. That's me deciding something. The third task of the Ds is delegating, okay? If, well, the way that my team works, like my graphic designer, I say, this is, the, this is what I'm looking for. You figure out the process and you own the result. I need it by this time. That would give them creative freedom, let them do it because that frees me up to do the things that only I can do to grow the business. And the fourth D is designing. And what designing is, is taking time away from, from me actually being in the business and figuring out what the growth opportunities are. So I try to measure my time out and we keep it very, very um, analyzed. We keep, we keep a timesheet every day as to which one of the four Ds each task is, so to speak. 80% of my time is doing. So I'm writing articles. I'm, I'm managing a community. If, 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 if I'm the head guy on that, um, I'm making content, I'm scheduling content. I do, 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 or I'm doing coaching sessions. Let's say, okay, cool. Right. Um, or I'm doing product research. That's doing. Okay. I only on optimized. I only want about 2% of my time. So if I'm working a hundred hours over the course of a couple of weeks, I only want two of those hours cumulatively, to be me deciding what direction to go. Do I want the red or the green? Do I want this or do I want that? I need your input on this so I can go and finish this project. Okay, cool. That's my deciding. All right. 
when we have things come up and we say, okay, we want to do this. We have this coming in. We need to do extra inventory. Do we need to talk to this guy over here? You know, we got to do some scheduling stuff. Okay. What can I get off my plate? Eight-ish, 10-ish percent of my time. I want to delegate to other people. Let them own the responsibility. Say, I need this done. I'm letting you take it. If it comes back something I'm not looking for, we'll figure out our communication. But I want you to own the process because then I don't have to babysit them. And this is where most businesses fail when they start uh, scaling up their manpower. So, okay, I'm going to hire an assistant. Well, if you have an iron grip on them, all that's happening is you have to take off the work you're doing to decide for them what to do. And you're training them to come to you to make decisions for them in the business. I would rather say, hey, here's the task. Here's the direction I want you to go with it. Here's the abouts as to how I think I want it done. If you can find a better way, make it more efficient. But you own the result. That's it. That's how that works. So I let them do it. So we keep track and we analyze, you know, every week as to what's going on. You know, how much of each of those have I really done? And we can adjust and say, okay, I'm over deciding here. I'm spending way too much time talking to other people, having to stop my workflow. What can we adjust to make sure that they have what they need to do their part? And that frees me to do mine. That's how you do it. That's, that's my time management. And that allows me to plug in whatever I want. So if I want to design to where I need to take a two week vacation and the whole thing has to keep moving, I can plan that in. I can say, okay, what do we need to set up to where I can still make this thing go without having to work on the thing and be in here? Like if I need to make a crap load of content and schedule it out, let's say to post in the various groups for the various brands to keep the, the communities moving, or if I need to schedule a bunch of offers with the team, and say, okay, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to make this before I go. There you go. And that's how you do it. And sometimes it's not even a vacation. It's like, okay, I need some time to maybe, you know, explore opening a new brand or bring on more suppliers and expand uh, horizontally with our current product lineup. I need to be able to think about that. And if you don't plan in time to think or time to read, let's say, you're never going to have new ideas. You're never going to grow but that's how you stay organized. So it's not about productivity. There's this thing called Parkinson's law and it's the law is your work will fill the time available. I don't want to do more crap in the same 12 hour work day. I want operational efficiency. I want to say what used to take me 12 hours. I want me and the team to kill it in four. And then I can take another three or four, and say, okay, let me think about different things I can do, how to expand, if I need to add more team members so we can be even more efficient, if we're scaling into Q4, blah, blah, blah. So that's how I manage it all. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that concept comes from a book called Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz, and it's certainly it been it's been incredible for my business, just going through that concept, and then also the other ones in that in that book. I highly, highly recommend taking yeah. a look at that book and really diving into all the exercises and frameworks there because it's, it's it incredibly made my business more resilient. Yeah, ab absolutely. And one of the things that he talks about in that book uh, is shock testing your business. Can it go a weekend without you? Can it go a week without you? And, you know, I got into that because I owned a couple of brick and mortars and I, I worked for a few years with zero days off, including holidays. I worked every single day, seven days a week. I worked 105 hours a week for over a year straight uh, back in 2015, 2016. And it was not good because I felt trapped in the business. 
And so when I had a chance to let, get out of that particular business, I did. And I, I, I moved my income streams into more, into the more, you know, even more heavily into the digital realm, but I was still like so hands-on until I figured out how to do that. And I always track my time. That's how I know how many hours I spent, but I didn't, I didn't understand how to design it for an operational efficiency standpoint to be able to get out of it, to be able to say, okay, I need to read. I need to do financial assessments. I need to be able to product plan, get my face out of having to do. And there we go. And it's so much better, so much better. I recommend everybody read that book. Um, I've read, you know, tons and tons of books. It's one of the best books I have ever read. It's called Clockwork by Michael Michalowicz. Yeah, I second that recommendation for sure. And something, Stephen, that I really like about what you put out there is you're not all about the fancy marketing tactics. You take it back one step further and go to like, what are the underlying principles of why these marketing tactics work? And so can you give us an example of something that most people ignore, most people are just brushing by that is maybe causing their marketing to fail or be ineffective? Absolutely. Absolutely. Something that's right in front of everybody's noses, but they don't see it. Um, most people can't make a decision about things they don't understand. So if you go to Amazon and you look up almost anything, most of the listings that you see are keyword stuffing listings. They're very difficult to scan and see what's really there, including the titles. Okay. And when you look on Amazon, you are not necessarily you have to think like, be real honest with yourself as a subconscious thing. You are not necessarily looking for the absolute perfect, best singular item for you. You're looking for what will do the job and has the least probability of being terrible when it's delivered to you. And that's what the reviews and the pictures and all that kind of for. But if, if we can't understand like what we're reading on the listing, well, then all we have are the pictures and the reviews to go by. I promise you, think about how Google won the search engine war against Yahoo. Google does one thing. It is self-evident what is supposed to happen here versus Yahoo. We have search, we have mail, we have the sports, we have headlines. It's too much at once. And there's a lot of psychological studies that have been done showing people have to understand something to be able to make a decision. When you go to a website, when you go to an Amazon.com listing, right? If I don't understand what is the benefit about looking at this versus your competition, well, then all I have to read is what people thought about it in the reviews. Because if you have 800 character long bullets and they're all crammed together on the screen, I'm not going to read all that. People don't read all that. They scan it. I need to be able to understand what I'm looking at. And honestly, by making something more understandable, making it easier to read even as an Amazon listing, your conversion rates will go up even if you're already on page one. They'll go way, way up simply because it's you made it easier for people to give you the money and make a decision. Don't make them think. Absolutely love that. And another thing that I really like that you focus on is audience. And you told me that your superpower is just <laughs> growing communities out of nowhere. So maybe speak a little bit about mm -hmm. why this is important and how can Amazon sellers actually grow an audience when Amazon doesn't really allow you to grow an audience on their platform? Well, you don't grow an audience on their platform. <laughs> that's, that's, what you, that's, that's the get on that. So what you have to understand, um, and a lot of people are feeling this, even a lot of people that do very, very well on Amazon, 
I talk to them every day. I get a lot of people that say, okay, I'm tired of Amazon jacking me around. I'm tired of, you know, false reviews from competitors that are bad reviews. I'm tired of hijackers. I'm tired of, of, you know, fee fluctuations. I'm tired of all this garbage being jerked around in the sandbox. I can't even email customers anymore properly, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, how are you supposed to grow a real business? Because a real business has risk mitigation built in. So you got to get off of Amazon if you really want to start talking to people because they have no way of communicating with you. Now, what most people do is they look at the same tools everybody else does, one of the one of the product search tools, and they say, okay, cool, I found a product. I'm gonna, you know, looks looks like it fits the parameters that everybody else talks about. I'm gonna try to to buy into it and sell it. Well, realistically, you bought into speculation. You've not tested it. You've not got any any feedback as to what people really, really are thinking about. And if a product shows that it has demand and that it's selling well, well, that means that variety of it is already selling well. You need to find what people really need that isn't available to them yet and sell that. That's not going to be uh, something that shows up as, hey, this sells a bunch, but nobody's selling it on the Amazon platform and any of that data. So what you do is you be a chameleon. You go to Facebook, you go to YouTube, you go to Instagram, you go you know, to internet forums, anywhere, Reddit, hell, where, where people are talking and talking about their, you know, whatever their hobby is. If I'm in the pet niche, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm selling a dog harness or some accessory. I'm going to go join a few different dog groups and I'm going to say, okay, what are they really talking about? And I'm going to poke around. I'm going to say, hey, you guys, uh, I have a dog and, you know, I may, maybe I don't, but I'm going to say, hey, you know, I have a dog and I was thinking about getting this product for them. And you, you link one of your competitors' Amazon products. Have them do that and say, oh, well, yeah, no, we tried something like that and this is what we don't like about it. If it did this other thing, we'd really like it. Aha. You just told on yourself. Now I know the direction to go. Oh, so they've, they've told on themselves. So if I go to social media, can I, you know, start being insightful? Can I add commentary? Can I point out articles, you know, that, that I've found just to get people's take on them? Can I, can I ask questions about my competitor's products or a potential product? You know, hey guys, I saw something like this, but I'm looking to find if, it does X, Y, Z. It's something like this, but if it also had this other feature, and that's really honestly what you're thinking about is your differentiating factor on your product before you buy into it. And people are going to say, oh yeah, I haven't seen anything like that, but if you find one, let me know. Or they're going to say, oh no, 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 no. We tried that. It was garbage. Here's why. And now you know well before you, you, you screw around and waste thousands of dollars and get stuck with a product that you can't really move. Uh, you're getting that feedback first and that's what it's really about. That's what you want. So with that, why can't you start your own list? Why can't you start your own fan page or your own social channel and get people following you? I do that and then as I order my samples, I'll get them involved in the group. Say, hey, you guys, you know, check these out. I'd really love some feedback. Let me know what you guys think. I have 10 that I want to give away to people. And you put those in the group because now if it comes back that it needs improvement, you have that before you invest thousands and thousands of dollars. Or people are going to say, oh my gosh, I love it. 
when do they come out? And now everybody else on your, on your, on your page or in your group or on your list or whatever goes, huh? Yeah. When does that come out? I want one too. Bingo. You've involved your whole audience in the process of launching your product. All you got to do is say, it's going to be live here. We're going to do a group rate, you know, for anybody that wants it, here's the code, go ahead. I can't wait to see, you know, pictures. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. You know, that's how you do it. And honestly, I always get asked the question, what if I'm selling a boring product? What if I'm selling like a trash can or something like that? How do you find people that want to talk about that? And realistically, you do not market the product. You have to market your product indirectly because people don't know how to use what they want to buy yet because they don't know they want to buy it. If I'm going to sell something boring like a trash can, which is much harder than like a dog accessory, you know, you go find dog groups for that. If I'm going to go with a trash can. I am going to go with the people that are healthy living nuts, the paleo food, organic loving, you know, family time in the kitchen, maybe even, you know, culinary people. If I'm selling a fancy trash can, because that sustainable living thing and healthy eating bit, that's the lifestyle that my product fits into. And you can do that all the way across the board, no matter what product it is. And that way you're giving people other ideas on how they would use the product. You're giving them a picture to jump into of, oh yeah, I would do that. Oh yeah, I would do that. Hmm. Those other activities of the person that they think they want to be, they buy products to become that person. You know, we, we, we don't buy the blue shirt with the red S on the chest without knowing who Superman is. We had to be taught to aspire to be Superman. If I'm going to go to the gym, I might feel strong. I'm going to wear my Superman shirt to the gym. It's going to make me extra strong today. You know, it's stuff like that. That's why going to the audience first and then developing a product from there is a totally different game. I don't want to sell people something I think they want. I want them to come to buy from me knowing I have something that they've already talked about. And when you do it that way, you're able to find products that don't even have sales data yet because nobody's offered that kind of solution, but everybody's talking about it. You got to just read between the lines about what people are moaning about online. It's the easiest thing in the world. This podcast is brought to you by Kenji ROI, a complete done-for-you service for your Amazon listing creation and optimization. Everything from product photography, including lifestyle images with a real model, graphic design images and studio images, to the copywriting and keyword optimization, to videos, and enhanced brand content if you're lucky enough to have brand registry. We also manage marketing when it comes to Amazon ads. And also, for some bigger sellers out there who might be interested in building a messenger list, we offer services creating the many chat funnels to follow up with customers for more reviews, to help build your own audience so you can launch new products to help rank for new keywords. Um, and there is Facebook ad management built into that as well for the right sellers. So if you want to learn more about Kenji ROI, head to K-E-N-J-I-R-O-I.com. That is actually my middle name, Kenji, with the R-O-I added onto the end. Oh, so, so smart. And I know the question that is in a lot of people's heads right now is, you know, this sounds great and wants to have an audience, but I mean, I have no audience. Where, where should I start with building this audience or where should I go to access someone else's audience? Okay. Um, a few things. Number one, 
you don't have to start with your audience. You can draw on other people's audiences, okay? Um, if you have the idea to go into a certain niche, like a fitness niche or something like that, find a group with an authority figure or find a social channel with an authority figure already, right? I, I prefer Facebook groups over Instagram or YouTube because Facebook groups are where people like to talk and I want feedback. If I can get them talking to me, then, then I, I, I've got them versus just observing me like on a YouTube or something like that. With YouTube and Instagram, you gotta be really quick to get the comments moving so that people will stay there with you. Facebook group, we all get tagged. We can come back. We all talk to each other. Facebook group guys equals focus group. Get that in your heads, right? Have you ever heard of that term for marketing? Focus group? That's what a Facebook group is. So if you go and you say, okay, I am interested in fitness. I'm gonna go find some fitness influencers group. And I'm gonna start commenting, trying to give insightful comments or say, hey, what about this? Just give countering ideas, poke the narrative, keep it moving forward, right? Tag the, tag the, tag the admin, tag the guy. Say, hey, you know, I was thinking about this, what are your thoughts? And guess what? With a little tiny bit of consistency and familiarity, as long as you're insightful and you add to the conversation, people like you and they're going to friend request you. And they can say, hey, you got some good ideas. Where can I find more of your good ideas? Oh, I happen to have this other page where I talk about this stuff all the time. You know, would love to have your thoughts. <laughs> Done. It's not hard. The other thing is, guys, the, 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 what you need to grow a list is not necessarily creating content because a lot of us sell stuff that we're not experts about, not yet. So why wouldn't you go blog hunting? Why wouldn't you go publication hunting? Why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't I go to the fitness group that I'm, that I'm hunting because I want to sell some fitness equipment and say, you know, I found this other thing or there was this, you know, there was this bodybuilding contest or there was this other thing. And I heard about this. What do you guys think about that? Did you guys see this article over here? I think X, Y, Z. Just take a side. doesn't matter what side you take. And they'll all go, oh, yeah, yeah, this, 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 or no, 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 and blah, 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 and here's why. But guess what? They know who brought that article. They know who pointed it out. They know who was curious. Your name comes up frequently. You're insightful all of a sudden. Where are you finding this stuff? Where can I find out more? That's some really good advice you gave. Not hard. And you do that. You have to actually just do the work and know a, a, an eyelash about what you're talking about for, for your product. And guess what? If you want to sell more about your product, I don't care if you're already selling it. Do your best to become an expert in your niche. That's how you scale. Because people want more uh, insight, more, more you know, genuineness into whatever they're into. Even like, like something mundane like teeth whitening. How many people have sold those stupid charcoal pastes the last few years? I know a damn thing about teeth whitening. But like, oh, people want them, so I'm going to find a way to get to page one so it looks like my brand is, is the one to go to. No. I know the guy personally that he's getting ready to disrupt everybody. He does over $100 million a year in teeth whitening, has more traffic on his website than Crest. Right? Yeah. You know why? Because he spent the last five years patenting things and becoming an expert on teeth whitening. 
and he kills everybody with it. It's not fair. But why? Because he's the one putting out the information. He's the one making people want to come to him. All it is, is the more information you put out, you're quote unquote, letting your freak flag fly. That's all it is. And as long as people can see that, the more people that can see it, the more people are going to come to you. When, when, when my son was much younger, he was into Pokemon and he would wear his little Pokemon shirt. Why? Why is that a big thing? Because no matter what some other little kid has going on, if he sees another kid with a Pokemon shirt, Ooh, you like Pokemon? I like Pokemon. We can be friends. Let's go buy and talk Pokemon. We don't outgrow that as adults. The car guys. Oh my gosh. The cult makeup followings, you know, uh, crafters. It's, it's all, Hey, I'm still a dork. Are you a dork too? Let's go be dorks together. Why is that? I can tell you why. Two things. People have hidden addictions. The first one they're addicted to is being significant. If I work some job and I'm underappreciated and I have few people to talk to aside from my mother and my siblings, if I'm into some weird something like, you know, uh, uh, building a computer gaming rig with water cooling and, and, you know, fun lighting and garbage like that. I'm some mega nerd guy. Well, guess what? That's not necessarily the most mainstream thing when you think about quote unquote normal people, but you know what? There's millions of them and they're wonderful people. You just have to go and, and say, okay, this is what you're into. I'm into that too. We can be friends. We might have completely different views, but if I can post a picture of my rig and you can too, everybody else can say, Ooh, that's awesome. And you're addicted to the significance. That's what the likes are for on Facebook. You get addicted to the significance of it just because some random stranger said, Ooh, that's cool. Now, the second thing people will pay for is inclusion. People will pay through the nose for inclusion. Absolutely. So that they're not made to feel like they're less than, that they're disempowered. Blah, 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 blah. Go to any dog group or cat group or something. They're th tens of thousands deep. Why? Because, hey, we live on opposite sides of the world or opposite sides of the country, but we both have the same type of cat. Ooh, aren't they cute? I'll share a picture of mine and tell a fun story and you can share a picture of yours. Why? Because I know that I'm not alone and there are thousands of other people just like me that like what I do. Maybe I'm doing okay with this decision to be involved in this hobby. Yeah, that's what people want. So if you give them a place to come to and say, hey, I'll lead that conversation, they'll go, oh, thank God. Now I have a safe place to let my inner dork out. And guess what? When you make a recommendation on a certain product within that hobby and lifestyle, who the hell do you think they're going to listen to? You, because you gave them a place that they are significant. That's why you comment. That's why you reply. That's why you spend time touching the audience. Because if they trust you, they will buy from you over and over and over again. They will be honest with you until this product sucks. This other one is better. Your new idea for these other two products, we like this. We want it to change like that. And when you say, hey, we fixed it, they're a part of the process and they will buy it. And then they'll tell other people. And you know why? Because if they spent enough money on it, they have to tell other people so that they know they're not nuts. That's how you work an audience.
Yeah, I think you're so right on the human need to feel included. There's a funny mm-hmm. example of uh, my girlfriend told me the other week she, uh, a bunch of people that she knew, they went out on this camping trip and um, she didn't get invited to it. And she was like, kind of hurts. Like, I, I wish the, they invited me to this camping trip. But then she proceeded to tell me that she doesn't actually like these people that much. So she's like, well, like, why do you care? These people, you don't even like them. But it's like, but I wish they at least invited me. You know, even mm-hmm. though she didn't even really want to go on this camping trip, she still wanted to feel like she was included. Exactly. Because if we have people that we're familiar with and that we're comfortable around and then they ostracize us, we go, wait. If my judgment was that these people liked me, but they won't include me, now I have to reassess all of the reality around me. Okay? Now, if we're going to tie that back into Amazon and how selling products works in the audience and all that kind of thing, what you have to realize, nobody buys, and this is a big one, guys. So pause it here, get a pen, write down the next few sentences. This will be worth the, the admission here. Nobody buys a product for the utility of the product. Nobody buys a product for the utility product. I am not buying, um, I am not gonna buy fitness bands because I think I need fitness bands. No, we are whoever we are. We have looked at something or observed something or experienced something that makes us want to be a better version of whatever we fancy ourselves as. I'm gonna go to the gym, I want a firmer butt you know, as the girlfriend says, um, you know, guilty. Have heard that one plenty of times. I want to farm my booty. Okay. I'm thinking about some fitness bands. Where'd you get that idea? Some fitness influencer that she admires that, you know, she resonates with. I like this girl over here. She recommended this. It's working for her. You don't buy the bands to buy the bands. You're here. The person you want to be your ideal self image of whoever that is. Could be camping gear, could be a better dog owner. I want to give my dog a better life. So I'm going to get him that hip and joint supplement. Has nothing to do with the dog. It has to do with the fact that you want to have warm fuzzies and keep that, that family member around and pain free longer. So there's your ideal self versus where you are. The product is the bridge to get there. We buy things so we can actualize becoming a better, whatever, any product, any product. All even the utility stuff. I'm gonna buy a new trash can. Why? Because I'm tired of being a pig. That's the real why. And I tell you, 99% of people don't realize that. They don't realize it. Not a bit. Not when we're buying anything. But that's really what it is. It's an irrational thing. Completely. Lots of psychological studies about it. I can but see the Facebook that, ads now. Is are you tired yeah. of being a pig? <laughs> no. 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 So, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, law of human nature, one of the laws of human nature. If I push anything at you, you're going to push back even if you want it. I'm not going to give you anything to resist because if I can make it your idea, you're going to buy it. That's the whole point. That's where reaching out to that audience first comes into play. I'm giving them a picture. Like say it was a trash can. I don't need to say, hey, you're kind of a pig. You need a better trash can. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to say, hey, um, all these recipes you like to make with your kids, why don't you, why don't you clean as you go? Here's a new trash can. You know, there, there's this other, other way you can use it. Oh, that's cool. So now I can teach my kids better hygiene by getting a better trash can when we're doing meal time. Aha, make it their idea. 
yeah. super, super smart. And this stuff is is really, really interesting, all of the high-level kind of conceptual stuff. And I really think it's important for people to internalize this and really think about how it can apply to your own business. But a lot of people, they're really after the super hyper-tactical stuff too. Mm-hmm. So Let's I want to ask you uh, the pretty open question. Uh, let's just say that you have a new product. It's in production, maybe about a month away from hitting the Amazon warehouse. Mm-hmm. What steps are you going to take and you know, in, in which order to make sure that you have a great product launch and this thing crushes it? Uh, a couple things. Number one, I'm going to be a madman on keyword research. If I haven't been already, I'm going to get, uh, all my keywords in order. Uh, and when I talk about all my keywords in order between, um, you know, keyword research on just researching keywords, I'm going to probably bid against, you know, once, once it all goes live, I'm going to have probably close to a thousand keywords ready to go of some variety between reverse ACE and stuff between, you know, things like magnet on helium 10, um, other keyword sources. I'm just going to create a list. I'm gonna have a bunch of different ad groups ready to rock, uh, with a certain bid structure. Um, because I'm going to get some data from the search term report and then I'll be able to move on to profitability that way. That's step one. My keywords have to be ready to rock. Okay. Um, and that's, that's where I go first because that's going to help everything. And that's also going to help me figure out what phrases I think are going to convert to better orders and help me build my listing. So those two are very important because I can't pour water in the bucket in terms of traffic if the bucket has a bunch of holes. So my listing and my keywords got to be ready to rock. Okay. Um, secondarily, I am going to run um, some engagement ads and get people to a Facebook fan page or an Instagram, one of the two. And I'm going to, I'm going to make a spreadsheet and I'm going to have content and it doesn't have to be like journalism, Pulitzer prize winning writing or a blockbuster Hollywood, you know, bit of imagery. It doesn't have to be that I can go, even if I don't know anything about it, to various publications, right? Like if, if I'm gonna run a skin cream, go to the beauty sites, find dermatology blogs, et cetera, et cetera, and find interesting facts. You know, say, ooh, I had no idea that gold did this to your skin. Copy, paste on your spreadsheet. And just go through like that, copy, paste, and copy, paste, copy, paste. And now I have a whole crap load of content that I can put up, you know, with a picture especially on Instagram, it's the easiest one in the world because Instagram is a, is a comic strip with bullet points. That's all it is. <laughs> so if I can go, okay, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, spreadsheet, I can just go and sit there and say, okay, here's the stock photography sites, put the, 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 the quote and the image together, run a few simple Facebook ads, you know, 10 bucks a day, maybe, and get that Instagram channel going, right? So I have a month. Okay, I'm going to have a few hundred people I'm going to do what I can to make sure my engagement is boosted. Sometimes that's easier on a Facebook fan page and you don't want to just target people to get the like count up or the follower count up. You want people you can actually monetize. So make sure your targeting is on point with that. Right. Then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make them an offer. I'm going to say, Hey, you know, on Instagram, am I, I might, I might, you know, make an offer uh, and say, Hey, you know, yes or no. Would you be interested in this? Anybody that answers yes, I'm going to DM them, make them the offer off we go. And I can follow up with them, you know, if they liked it or whatever they thought, if they didn't like it, I can, I can service them for, you know, customer service. If, you know, if they thought, you know, well about it, say, Hey, would you mind leaving a review? Leave it alone at that. And if they do, they do. Same thing on your Facebook page. 
You can talk to people. It's so important for me to have people like that because I want feedback. I want feedback. I have to have feedback. That's a big one for me. I don't want to leave it just up to Amazon. So it's free to open a Facebook page. You can go and curate content. This is all free so far. Run a few ads and the ads, they're very simple. You know, if, you know, make it something niche related, make it about the lifestyle your product's a part of. So people actually have something to read because nobody wants to just, you know, it, it would be like, nobody wants to read the backs of cereal boxes, which is what reading product descriptions is every day. They don't want that. You know, they, they want, they want a lifestyle, the bit of lifestyle information. So cool. Give it to them. And then you, you pay, you pay for people to engage and there you go. And they, you know, you can invite anybody that engages to like your page, bring them to the page. You can grow it very, very fast that way. It does not take long. Does not take long. Hell, you can spend five bucks a day and over the course of, of six or eight weeks, develop a thousand people that are actually engaged on your page. It's not that hard. You just have to require a little bit of effort, little bitty, tiny bit of effort, and it goes. It's that simple. You don't have to be on every page. doesn't have to be award-winning content. It's just something that gives people something to talk about. That's it. That's all you need. So I have my keywords ready to rock. I have my listing ready to rock. I build a little bit of a list. And guess what? I say, hey, here you go. Group rate, I would love to hear your feedback on this. And you give them the link, and they go and buy it. That's it. Uh, I think uh, there's, a, there's another very, very well-known gentleman in the space. His name is Kevin King. And he doesn't do giveaways. He doesn't do any of that, that launch service garbage either. It takes him a couple of months using you know, PPC um, and, and, and maybe having repeat buyers on some of his other products that are related. And that's how he gets to page one. It's the same thing I do. It's actual marketing without huge discounts and a bunch of giveaways. Like that's, that's how I set it up. It's, it's pretty straightforward. I'm going to say, okay, keywords ready to rock, check. Listing is ready to rock, check. And by listing, I mean, you know, the words, the pictures, everything's ready to go. Cool. I'm ready to go. But a little bit of a list, off it goes, turn on PPC. And that's my research campaign. Run that for about four weeks and tune the search, the search term report. And guess what? The profitable keywords based on a few parameters are going to start bubbling to the top. You pick those out, put them in the profitable campaign, put more money behind them. Now you're making money. I don't care if I'm on page one, as long as I'm making money, I'll get there. It's, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I'm, I'm not stressed about it. That's, and that's, that's, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. I love, I love that whole strategy there. And there's a lot of great golden nuggets in there, but I know some people are thinking they're like, that all sounds amazing, but that all sounds like a whole lot of stuff. I don't have the skill set for, and is a little bit overwhelming. So what would you, what would you say to someone who feels overwhelmed by it? Like it, how should they, how should they approach this? Should they try to do all of it at once or, or I said three do? things, get off your phone and quit looking at sports and television programs and what the latest Netflix program is and actually use it for the information portal that it is. Give me a fucking break. You want to quit your nine to five job? Use your phone as a damn library. It's free. You can learn more on there than you ever did in your school. It's that simple. Everything I just talked about, I learned for free on my phone. There are free videos. Hell, I have stuff in my group. There are free resources. I will point them out to you. It's not hard. You look for keywords. 
Go and look up search engine optimization, keyword research. Pretty straightforward. You do it on Google and you can do it on any of the, the, the search engine tools like Viral Launcher Helium 10. There you go. Not too bad. It's pretty straightforward. Oh yeah. Get some tough love from Steven here. I mean, but that's, I absolutely but that, agree with but, that, by but, the but way. That's, but that's the truth. Okay, that's step one. You have your keywords ready to go. And you have to understand the difference between broad phrase and exact match and what they're really supposed to be for. Okay? If you want free information on how that actually works, go to Google Ads Academy. Simple as that. It, it, they'll teach you search ads. It's, it's, it's AdWords. And they will tell you what the difference between broad phrase and exact match is because it functions the same for AdWords as it does for Amazon PPC. It's literally the same. Even the account structure, it's account, campaign, um, ad group, uh, keyword. It, it's the same structure. So your keyword research will help you make a listing that is relevant. Now, here's a tip. When you input your phrases, look for modifiers and descriptors, things of choice like a color or a gender preference or a material preference. Instead of men's glasses, men's bamboo sunglasses, right? Instead of um, coffee mug, maybe funny coffee mug, okay. Sarcastic coffee mug, you know, soccer mom coffee mug. Ooh, now we're getting somewhere. It has a descriptive modifier. That's gonna make you more relevant for terms that have higher buying intent. That's the idea. Because when people add those modifiers, they have more buying intent. Think about it. If I said coffee mug, okay, I'm looking for a coffee mug. Tens of thousands of them, right? What if I said um, uh, naughty Christmas coffee mug? Ooh, now we get somewhere. We can cut out tons <laughs> of competitors. Which one of those terms, coffee mug or naughty Christmas coffee mug, do you really think I'm going to put more money behind? Well, obviously the one with higher buying intent because people have a little better idea as to what they want. So there's keyword research. As far as Facebook goes, it's pretty straightforward. If you want, as far as images go, uh, there are great places for free imagery like Unsplash, uh, Pexels, P-E-X-E-L-S, uh, one of my favorite programs to use for creating imagery is Adobe Spark. It's very, very straightforward. It has a built-in library of photos, and it will even allow you to put special font on it and make different layouts and blah, blah, blah. Easy stuff. Easy stuff. And, you know, to get people to engage, guys, if you go to the publications, like I said, if you just start searching for things related to your lifestyle in Google, it will spit out different publications that have different ideas around your product and the, and, and the activities that it involves. That's what I mean by lifestyle. Okay, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. You make the stuff, you roll out the content. It's straightforward. And you run a $5 a day engagement ad on Facebook. Go to Facebook Blueprint and they will train you how to do that for free. It's very straightforward. And then anybody that likes or comments or shares, you have the option in your, in your, in your page manager to say, ooh, invite to like my page. It's that straightforward. Just keep the content moving. You will build an audience. You'll be able to make them an offer to Amazon. You are now bidding on relevant keywords. That's the base level thing. If you can't do that, all you're really doing is rolling the dice with a few thousand dollars, 
hoping to throw it at the magic flea market that is Amazon, and maybe enough people will buy it to where you can quit having to go to work every day and just do the online thing. But really, do you really have an idea of what you can do every day to grow your business? Or are you just hoping that you get enough traffic across your listing to sell enough to pay the bills? I would rather be able to create a system that's repeatable. And that's why I say the base level stuff like that. Well, unfortunately, we have to wrap things up here, which is it's terrible because oh. you are on such a roll with all of the gold that is more. coming out of your mouth. I know you could. I know you could go for another, another three hours. Just let me know. You could go for another three hours on this stuff. No problem. I know. I've heard the wisdom coming out of Mr. Stephen Black's mouth. <laughs> but if people want to reach out to you or learn more about what you do online, where's the best place for them to do so? Okay, uh, I have a, a very very active Facebook group. It's called Unstoppable FBA. Uh, thousands and thousands of people in there. I'm in there every single day. There's tons of information, tons of articles. I will answer pretty much anything you want to throw at me. Um, the other thing uh, is the website of the same name, Unstoppable FBA. Um, or you can look me up on Facebook. I have you know my, my personal profile and a public profile page. It's Stephen Black, Stephen with a V and Black like the color. And uh, you know if you want to ask questions, that's where you can find me. And let Danny know if you want to talk to me some more. We'll do another podcast. It'll be a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Well, we're certainly going to have to have you on here another time because I know there's so much more value you can just throw out of this audience here. So I appreciate your time, Stephen. Very, very good. And guys, if you want any of the links that Stephen just mentioned or any of the other resources, you can find the show notes at actualizefreedom.com. And if you haven't already, please go leave a review or go leave five reviews. I would love if you just opened up like 10 VPS accounts and just left 10 separate reviews under different usernames and uh, all five stars. Make sure they're all five stars. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. And until next time, guys, take care. This podcast is sponsored by the Helium 10 suite of tools. And we at Kenji ROI have been using Helium 10 for more than three years now. They have so many tools packed into one. I don't think that there's a better value. Um, and we use it all the time for ourselves and our clients. So we can actually recommend it from real experience. We use their keyword tracker to see how our product launches are doing, the keyword indexing tool to ensure that you're actually showing up for your main keywords. Super, super important step right there. And also Magnet and Cerebro, a really powerful combination for finding keywords your competitors are using or just finding new keywords to put into your listing in general. You should be using this on you know, at least a monthly basis to see if any new keywords are coming up um, because new searches are coming up all the time, guys. Like people are searching on Google um, I forget the number, but a huge percentage of those searches are brand new, never been done searches. So if you guys want a discount code, you can use 50 Kenji ROI for 50% off your first month of Helium 10 or 10 Kenji ROI for 10% off for life. So that's a pretty good discount. You might as well. Um, we use them and recommend them for years. So if you guys need that, you guys will definitely get good value out of Helium 10. For show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit KenjiROI.com.